Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah, what's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, coming straight out of Krakoa, weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds, Alfonso X-Man Flores. Gene! And to my other, other right, Danny... DJ Quick, because I had to do it, y'all. Danny Quick. How's it going, Danny? Hey, man. Th- thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. I've been getting DJ Quick for a long time. Uh, so, hey, absolutely, man. Thank y'all for having me. Absolutely. DJ Quick lives down the street from us. You know, we're, we're here on the West Coast. He did, Brother does a concert like every week. So oh, it man. just popped in my head. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show today, Danny. Uh, today we are going to be discussing Danny's seventh installment of the Ace Blade series, and it, I was just really excited to have Danny on today. So thank you very much for being on, Danny. Thank you, thank you. I'm ready? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so obviously Nerd World Order. Some of you are very familiar with Danny's work. Some of you are like, okay, I'm tired of hearing your voice, Dukes. Let Danny talk. Tell us a little bit about who he is. So, uh, Danny, just start off by telling me a little bit about who you are, what you do. Yeah, um, thank you, Dukes. Um, I, um, my name is Danny J. Quick. I'm the, the co-creator of Ace Blade and King Supreme, um, most of the Fourth Wall Universe comics. Um, I've been making comics for about 10 years now, but uh, it all started when I was in Iraq in 2008, 2009. You know, um, me and a friend of mine, we came up with this character, Ace Blade, before I left and while I was over there. You know, I just was writing in my free time. Any free time I had, you know, there's not much, not much you can do while you're deployed. Um, so, you know, I was just writing stories and, and you know, trying to keep my mind, keep my mind straight. So, uh, when I came back, I just I ended up having like all these, all these crazy, you know, superhero stories that I had written, and um, you know, it was just great. So, you know, came back and 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 learned how to make comic books, and and here we are, ten years later, um, with Ace Blade, who was our kind of, he's our, he's our kind of foundational character. He's our, you know, Captain America. He's our Spider-Man who is, you know, all the rest of the characters branch off of really. So, uh, you know, we're right now we're working on the seventh issue. So I'm happy about it. Nice. Very nice. So, you know, you're number one, thank you very much for your service, man. Nothing thank but respect you. for that. Uh, you know, you're, you're in Iraq. And to me, if you're thinking comic books, you're, you're a big nerd, man. Uh, <laughs> what makes you a nerd? Exactly. <laughs> Um, I think it's the um, guy. I don't want to say obsessiveness, but it's it's like uh, it's the things that we love, man. The things that I love, I really, I really love them. Like, and I and I take that ownership. I try not to be like abusive to other people who are in the fandom and stuff like that. But I'm like, yo, like Donatello, Ninja Turtles is 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 my stuff. Like, I, I love X Men. Like, <laughs> like Alfonso. You know, I love Dragon Ball Z. I love you know anime and stuff like that. But you know, it's really Ninja Turtles and, and superheroes for me. Um, so it's just like, 
those things may I'll take ownership of and I'll, you know, I'll keep me a little Pikachu because of Pokemon way back in, in, in middle school, you know, I, I got bullied and picked on for, for loving. Well, it, it probably wasn't that. It was probably because I wasn't brushing my teeth or washing my clothes. But I felt like, you know, I was weird and I knew that Pokemon, you know, me, me bring the Pokemon cards to school had something to do with it. Um, but, you know, <laughs> um, I still keep those things around to this day, man. I'm, I'm 38 now and uh, I still love Pokemon. I still love uh, Dragon Ball Z and, and I still, you know, love those things. And, and now I'm creating um, things that I hope people in the next generation will love. Awesome. That, that's so cool, man. I mean, for us... And I say us, like I'm speaking for everybody, but I've known these guys for a while. The passion is what does it because, you know, like Joe always tells me you should watch this anime knowing I'm not going to. But, you know, he always tells me like you should watch this anime or or I grew up reading X-Men. Like for me, just the story of the X-Men, that passion is what I feel like a true nerd has loving all aspects. You know, it's not just anime. It's not just comic books or something like that it's everything so we are definitely of a kindred spirit there so you talked about a lot of different um you know fandoms you know dragon ball comic books what is your number one favorite fandom that's hard to say i think i think right now i think right now more than anything it's it's indie comics like it's really like a subset of 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 comic books and most of the stuff that i'm buying these days are like new works that are that are coming out from other indie creators you know, I, I it used to be Batman and the Justice League. I used to, you know, every movie, every TV show that came out, I was on it. But now it's really stuff like, you know, Justice with Wingless Comics. We got Worlds Away over here, you know, just like really niche, you know, short form stories that, that you know, you don't even know if they're going to get a second or third issue because they're so, so indie. But mm -hmm. grabbing hold of these new fandoms, is kind of my, my thing right now. But um. But there's there's a lot of fandoms that I could talk about at length, probably like uh, if you talk about the Justice League, I can I can go on a debate rant with you. if We get into Dragon Ball Z or, or Naruto, um, any of that stuff. So um, but right now it's, it's, it's mostly indie comics for me. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, um, before we jump over into specifically talking about Ace Blade, because uh, Joe was kind of enlightening me on the challenges that independent creators go through as far as, you know, funding, stuff like that, uh, and how, how Kickstarter has really helped out so much because, you know, previously it, it felt like all of it had to come out of your pocket or your pocket mm -hmm. and a few friends, but now you're able to reach out to thousands of people simultaneously. What do you see is the biggest improvement as far as being able to be an independent uh, comic book creator in, let's say, the past ten years to really help you out? For me, it's the it's the it's the um, connectivity that social media gives you. Right to me, it is okay if there's an artist that I like, I can talk to them. You know, I can I can reach out to them and see if they're available to do you know an Ace Blade pinup or or a sketch or something like that or you know, or if I actually want to 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 learn something from an artist or or something, most people have podcasts or or they might have a YouTube series on how they you know how they do certain things, and and uh, you can really just learn anything. You don't have to leave your you don't have to go to the next state over and 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 schedule a meeting to be you know what I'm saying like you don't you don't necessarily have to 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 wait until you know, summer to go to a Comic-Con to send, stand in line for eight hours to, to reach, 
you know, Daryl Banks or somebody like that, you can, you know, if you send him an email, he might, he might actually get back to you, you know, or if you, you know, you tag him on social media, he might, he might respond. So um, I think it's, I think the biggest improvement has been um, the, that part of social media. Um, it's not, social media isn't, isn't always great for, you know, for crowdfunding and stuff like that, because the algorithms are always going to try to suppress you when you, uh, when you're trying to make money, but it, um, I think the connectivity that it gives you is, is absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, Jay quick with it, you know, because I'll give you my own nickname that I think is good for you. Um, do you find it hard to reach out to certain artists and, or if you want to do like a co-writer on a comic, do you find it hard to reach out to those? I mean, social media is, is easy to reach people, but you find depending on who the artist is, it's, it's, they don't um, they think you're either they're too good or you're too small for them to do anything with you. Do you ever find you come across that? I have seen some of that, um, but mostly I think the, the folks that and that but that doesn't bother me. If somebody is too, you know, like I'm not that. OK, I don't I probably don't want to work with you anyway. You know, if I if we get to the point where I'm, I'm literally trying to pay you to do something and you're like, oh, I'm not going to oh, Ace Blade. Who is that? I'm not like, I don't. OK, cool. You, you do your thing. Cool. Whatever. But I think the frustrating part is when you want to connect with people and you can't because there are so many different platforms. You never know. Like I'm 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 always on my TikTok and Facebook. So if you if you get me on TikTok and Facebook, you might be able to you might actually be able to get me. But if you try to contact me on Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or it might be six months, it might be six months before I even see it. Um, so like. Like I've been trying to get in contact with uh, Jamal Campbell forever, you know, and he's one of my like he's one of my favorite artists right now. And I just can't I can't figure out where he is to uh, to uh, to to contact him, you know, and I, you know, I would love to get some art from him. But and he seems like a cool dude and I know he would be down for it. It's just, you know, getting in, getting in the right inbox at the right time, um, you know, for people who aren't on you know social media as much. Hey, um, since we're giving you nicknames, I'm going to, of course, have to pull out an X-Men one, give you a Quicksilver. <laughs> hey, I like it. <laughs> so a uh, so Quicksilver, I mean, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been like uh, one of the biggest indie explosions ever. And mm. and you said you're yourself are a fan of, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, have, what other influences do you have in, in that light? Oh, man. Um, I think so. Donatello has always been my favorite Ninja Turtle nice. like from, a, from the time I was a kid. Like, I think like his weapon was just the easiest to find. Like you can always find a broomstick or something so I can go outside and be Donatello. Like I don't have to make nunchucks or like sharpen sticks to be swords or anything like that. I can just go pick up a broom and go play. And then of course, you know, Donatello's got the purple. Um, but um, I don't know, man. I think it's just that the, 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 the different dynamics of characters, like you got these, these four teenagers that grew up together, but all of them are so different. And, you know, you got the pressures of being a leader, Whereas, you know, one of them is carefree and then the other one always feels like he's second. So he's got a superiority, com uh, inferiority complex, you know, and then you got Donnie who just wants to make cool stuff and be like, hey, look, I made this. Let's find a way to use it. You know, so it's I think it's just a, a, a cool, you know, story to to um, <laughs> to uh, to put different groups of people together. And, um, you know, but then when it comes down to it, when it's like, hey, all right, Shredder's out here. Uh, we got to go get them. They, you know, they're all on one accord then. So, you know, I think that's one, one cool thing from, from Ninja Turtles that I try to put in my comics for sure. Nice. Awesome. 
Uh, by the way, we we always, uh, I guess Alfonso did it. He said, which of us are which Ninja Turtles. So I'm Leonardo. I don't know. I guess maybe they I'm, think I'm too Donnie. serious. I got to be Donnie. I gotta be. <laughs> well, that works out because I was, I was Michelangelo. And Joe, who are you again? Of course, Raph. <laughs> we got the team. We got the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, yeah, we found our fourth Ninja Turtle. Here we nice. go. Yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> cool. So, so let's jump into Ace Blade because I want all of the members of the Nerd World Order to have the opportunity to understand Ace Blade, get as as, as excited about Ace Blade as we are. So, uh, the forum is yours, Danny. Tell us about Ace Blade. Oh yeah, um, Ace Blade. You know, Ace Blade is really a. It's hard. It's hard to talk about Ace Blade because the, the the themes of the stories are not what people see first when they when they read it. Okay, so you see this purple ninja guy who's got the swords, and you know he's a he's a this master fighter, and you see he's got these super villains. But the story is actually about like fighting against greed in our society, right? So. Um, most of the villains, if you, you know, when you, when you start reading Ace Blade, you'll see that um, instead of it being some kind of, you know, nuclear accident or something like that, they've gotten their powers because they were being greedy. Like they, <laughs> they wanted more, they wanted more than, you know, their portion. And they fell into a situation where they got, where they got superpowers because of it. And now they're using their superpowers to, to hurt other people. So, you know, Ace Blade is kind of fighting against, um, all, all the facets of that and how, you know, greed kind of corrupts each part of society. And um, that that's so boring to talk about that <laughs> I never do. Like, I never even talk about that part of it. It's like, OK, this woman, this woman wants to steal and she's got the power to to uh, to disappear. So, of course, she's going to be like our cat. She's our catwoman type. Blackjack is our catwoman type. And then, uh, you know, you got uh, hammer hands who was taking, you know, steroids so that he can continue fighting and lost his arm. So he had to get prosthetics put in so that he could beat up people even more. So now, you know, I, I try to approach it from, from those kind of angles. But for the um, for the Cream Saga, uh, which is Ace Blade 7 through 10, uh, I mean, Ace Blade 6 through 10, um, you know, we're kind of exploring the, the outside of it. So we got the supervillains, but then we see Ace Blade have to fight against, uh, right, like you see the, the police system. You know, which has been corrupted by money. We see the um, the press, which has been corrupted by money. Um, politicians, um, the prisons, and um, in and then it comes to just the people, the people in the communities who are who are corrupted by money in some kind of way. And um, it's hard to fight that kind of thing with your fist because, you know, as a society, listen, you you only one person. You feel like you can't really do anything, but you know, when you got an inspirational figure like Ace Blade, um, things can change. Does Ace Blade still take place in Vegas? Yeah, very, yep. Uh, we call it so we call it Vegas City, um, okay. in in our comics. But it's it's the it's the same place. It's the same okay. Place. <laughs> <laughs> now, did did you specifically pick a city that's sort of based on greed mm -hmm. uh, to be the backdrop? Yes, absolutely. That's a the the city the Vegas City is a character in the book for sure. It's you know it's a place where people go to hit it big. You know they might risk it all in, in order to i know when me so my little brother lives out there now and uh when we me and my wife went to visit we were like hey we want to go to the casinos and all this stuff and then like um i don't know like just some random person said it in passing they were like oh you know how they build all this stuff right because they take your money like you come in here and the gamble most likely most times you're gonna lose right <laughs> so 
the the that when they say the house always wins, that's the that's really the truth. You know, so um, they're able to afford building these huge um, casinos and, and hotels and stuff because, you know, people are going to come down there hoping to hoping to hit it big. And, I, and, you know, when you do when you do hit it big, those couple of times, it always gets you to come back. So it's yeah. really, um, you know, it's really tempting. I, I like I like the idea of that, because, I mean, you know, it's it's a different kind of um, it's it's just you got a different kind of theme. You know, everybody always has like like you said, they have their, you know, um, toxic waste or something to get their superpowers, you know, um, it's, it's a good way to do it. Uh, but other than that, I have a question. Um, I see that cream is an acronym and what does it stand for? If it doesn't spoil anything, it does. It stands for uh cash rules, everything around me. Uh, I know nice. if we got any Wu-Tang fans, um, they'll, they would, they would definitely get that. But, um, that's that, you know, that's the whole theme of this arc is cash rules, everything around me. Um, and you know, that's what Ace Blade is fighting against. So, um, when you got literally, you know, your next door neighbor who will sell you out for, you know, a hundred thousand uh, dollars, you know, somebody comes and offers themselves, hey, uh, you know, if you say this about your neighbor and and I'll give you this money, you know, cash, that cash talks, man, it's hard, hard, hard to turn it down, you know, for something that's not going to hurt you. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of the theme of this whole this whole series. But in this one, in um, in six through ten, it's a, it, we see how. It's affecting the people that, you know, Terrell, so Ace Blade's secret identity is Terrell Durham. And, um, you know, he has this, uh, he has a, a gym, you know, where he teaches young students to fight and protect themselves and things like that. So, uh, so um, you know, he sees that one of his students is getting caught up in it. And that's why, you know, he, he decides to, to kind of fight the systems that are um, opposing him. I'm, I'm really disappointed Joe didn't say cream get the money dollar dollar bills y'all <laughs> dollar yeah. dollar bills y'all i'm just lighting up alpha in the chat dude how do you not know what crew i was thinking like you know when you said cream i was like well maybe he changed it and it says something else right you know you know if, if people don't know bro either there's something wrong with them they don't know hip-hop or their parents didn't do it right and didn't teach them what, what hip-hop is no, you know, no. as the interviewer, sometimes we have to play the devil's advocate, ask the questions for the listeners. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, but you you'd be surprised how many people. I think it's hip hop and in comics. You know, crossover sometimes. You know, Run DMC has a comic. You know, there's there's a lot of times where you know they they did this whole thing with the hip hop variant covers. Um, um, I think it was uh, Marvel who did it, mm -hmm. and um. And you know, sometimes sometimes a crossover, but you wouldn't you would be surprised, like there's not a huge crossover of, of hip hop heads in in um in comics, you know. So, you know, I, I I've I've been surprised by how many people didn't know what it meant, you know, just, just in talking about it. So you never know. Yeah, you're 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 correct because every time um we're at cons and they have hip hop and comic influences, it's really not mm. packed or ain't that many people in there. Mm, yeah. So, Danny, uh, you know, the creative process is not a one-man show. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about the different individuals involved in the creative process to create your books? Yes, absolutely. Um, so <laughs> um, so book number seven, you see the artist right there, J.C. Grande. Um, he actually did five, six, and seven. Um, J.C. did. He drew, drew Villain Season, um, Cream Part 1, and this is Cream Part 2. Um, and then the color for the first two were Veronica Smith 
She's an amazing uh, colorist uh, who, who mostly does work with freestyle comics. She was a little too busy. Well, I'm going to say she was too busy. She she wouldn't have been able to get this done in, in the time frame that we needed. So we uh, decided to go with uh, Jamal Walton as the colorist. And he actually lettered this book, too. So, um, you know, it's um it's it's a it's a collaborative process, man. And like I said, social media has made it so easy that you can dang on, you know, go contact anybody at any time. But I prefer I prefer people that I can like if I can drive to your house or we can meet up somewhere, you know, because there's a lot of people who can't, um, especially in the indies, who who can't hit deadlines and, and things like that. Most of the people who are like professional, professional um, comic book artists, Marvel and DC and Image are snatching them up. And, um, you know, they don't have time for us, us little us little folks anymore. But um, um, it's it's great to be working with people who like JC and, and Veronica and, and Jamal who who can hit those deadlines and who can you know deliver quality work. Awesome. So you know, speaking of delivering deadlines, quality work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, as I alluded to before, one of the challenges that artists have had for years or creators have had is simply get getting together the funding so where can or how can people find you on kickstarter yeah um so thankfully um we have we have um had some hiccups in kickstarter before um but thankfully we've been able to build a little community around um ace blade and the fourth wall universe and um you know now if you go on kickstarter and you just search for ace blade the newest one will pop up um, you can literally, you know, go and, and pledge right now. We got Ace Blade number seven on there until I want to say November the 15th, I believe, or November the 13th. And, um, you know, we're almost we're about at 75 percent right now. So we're hoping to be able to close this out um, this week or next week. And, um, and, you know, we we would appreciate we appreciate all the all the support and all the help. Yeah, I know you have some incredible merchandise, man. I remember when you brought out your shoes. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, Danny got shoes now. I'm making t-shirt. This brother got shoes. What's up with that? Hey, man. Hey, yeah. we try to so we try to do something different. I mean, really, really, what it is is we try to do something different with each campaign. Like this one was the um the Ace Blade statues. The first time we've been able to get the um the statues done for Ace Blade. Mm -hmm. So um we did. We only we only made ten of them available, and I want to say I want to say all ten of them are gone um, at this point. But um, if not, it's probably seven or eight of them are gone. Um, but you know, just we just wanted to provide something different with each campaign to give people a reason to come back. And you know, if you if you got all all six of the Ace Blade comics, you're only going to pledge to get the one more, unless we got something um, unless we got something new that you can get. You know, so. People who who who've been fans of Ace Blade, you know, last time it was the shoes. This time it's the action figures, and then um, next time we got something, we got something cooking for next time too. Nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, man. I you know obviously for those who are watching it on YouTube or whatever whatever other video service you can see, we we have the uh, the figures there, and it's just a sick figure because i like that he's on the ace of spades card yeah yeah that's that's a real nice touch who i uh, helped you put that together um yeah so i actually went on um i actually went through the whole process of buying a, a 3d printer and all that stuff but i couldn't figure it out i could not my old old man brain couldn't figure out how to <laughs> you know uh sculpt and and design it myself so what i did was i went on fiverr i went mm -hmm. on fiverr and i found somebody you know who had pretty good scores 
you know, I, I think it ended up costing me like a hundred dollars to get the 3D file. Mm-hmm. And then um there's um JC Grande, I'm um, not JC, but Viet Win. He is mm-hmm. a um he used to do the the custom ace blade pop dolls that we did. And he was like, Oh yeah, I can I can 3D print that for you. So he 3D printed it, he painted it, and then he sent it right over to me. So uh, you know, we, we decided to go with 10 because they do take some time. So he's, he said, yeah, you put 10 of them up on the Kickstarter and we'll, and we'll do it. So um, that's what we decided to do. Awesome. So uh, if it's all right with the three of you, I just want to run through the different levels of, uh, you know, participation and backing. So if you were to put in a dollar, um, you get a thank you. Does that sound about right, Danny? That's about right. Like I'm, okay. I do like, <laughs> I do social media shout outs. You know, um, some people like that stuff. Like even on TikTok, if we go live, people will mm-hmm. people will donate a dollar or so to you know to get a to get a shout out and stuff like that. So we decided, right. you know, put it on put it on TikTok. I mean, put it on um, Kickstarter so we can um, you know it, that that one dollar every dollar helps, and you never know that might be the one dollar that puts us over the goal. Nice, nice. So listen up, Nerd World Order, because something's going to appeal to you. You're going to be like, okay, okay, I'm in for $10. So let's see what we got here. Uh, the digital download at $7. That's of issue seven, correct? Yes, that's issue seven. So um, what we did to try to sweeten the deal, I want to say on that one, we got some special features and stuff that we're going to throw in uh, for folks. Um, that is, it's a, you know, we try to, there's a, a philosophy, not a philosophy, but you know how in um, in uh, in movie theaters they make the small, medium, and large, and they make the medium about the same price as the large, so that they hope you buy the large. That's kind of kind of what that is, because the because the next one is ten dollars, and you can just get the physical comic, and you know the digital one also. So you throw in that extra three dollars, and you can get both. You know, that's so. pretty good. And ten dollars is a good price for an indie comic because it is so challenging to, you know print you know you're not printing like you know five hundred thousand copies or whatever yeah. like marvel and dc so that's a really good price man yeah and and all the prices on everything went up in the last two years too so like uh printing is more expensive you know paper is more expensive shipping is more expensive all the things that even i mean of course the art itself is more expensive too but you know to be able to make an indie comic and we're you know we're only we're hoping to sell you know five hundred a thousand copies of this thing and um, you know, but then you know, at ten o'clock, at ten dollars, we'll be able to to make our money back and keep making comics, and that's really the goal. Nice, nice. Uh, did what's the digital catch up? Help me out with that one. Yeah, so with the digital catch up, you get all of the uh, Ace Blade issues. You get all the digital issues of Ace Blade, um, and you get those special features that we talked about too, and some um, and some the uh, the cover art for all three books. So you get oh. Ace Blade one through you get all seven Ace Blade one through seven. Um, you get those special features we talk about and um and uh some some cover art. So yeah, that's uh that's a that's a popular one too. A lot of people are are reading digital comics these days and they prefer to just, you know, read it right on your tablet or your phone. So Yeah. Unfortunately my eyes cannot you know, it's like I have a tablet, but it's old and it freezes. Mm-hmm. Um and my phone is just uh a little bit too small so but 25 that's a good price man definitely uh what do we get for 50. um so there's a couple of uh there's a couple of 50 like we the analytics say that um 50 is like the highest is the the, the threshold right so okay we're gonna come in at 50 dollars. so we did a couple of tiers at 50 dollars. this one is the physical catch-up bundle so you get all seven of the um the ace blade comics um at 50. 
for this nice. one. And this one, um, you can get all three of the variant covers. We got um, a variant cover by Jay Markadell. We got um, Jay Hero, and we got Sean Hill, who just uh, who sent us the art um, for his variant cover. So that's all three variant covers for for that one. And then also nice. you can get the uh, the snapback. I wish I, I see. I should have if I was prepared, I would have had one. But um, we got we got a purple version and we got the gray version of the Ace nice. Blade logo hat. Um, it's kind of got that Naruto, you know, crossed out uh, <laughs> uh, thing thing going on. Yeah. And of course, you get the variant cover with it. Nice. By the way, gentlemen, uh, this this is for Alfonso and Joe. Danny got hats, bro. I know <laughs> Joe Joe doesn't like flat flat build hats because they yeah. fog up his glasses. But oh, yeah. come on, he got Danny has shoes and hats. I'm impressed, bro. I'm I'm just so impressed, man. That that hat does look sick, sick. But you know, I got this yeah. this gargantuan cranium and <laughs> snapbacks hey. don't look right. <laughs> hey, no, I I know how it is. It's uh, it's uh, it's but it's you know, if you if you if you like it though, I like to have some hats that I just sit on the sit on the the uh, the shelf too. So I know how it goes. I know how it goes for sure. Nice. Uh, so the t-shirts. Uh, tell us about the fifty dollar level with the t-shirts. Oh yeah, so um, I don't know if you saw the announcement, but we just did a um, a, a, a partnership with Bequest Studios. Um, so basically, all of the all the comics that I write um, that are not connected to Ace Blade, that are not not connected to superheroes, like um, the western that I just did um, during the summer, Ballad of the Black Rose, is going to be published through Bequest Studios. So we are doing um, an Ace Blade and and Bequest you know, um, exclusive t-shirt here. Um, we gotta, uh, we gotta start pushing that. We just decided, you know, last week to do that one. And I was like, yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. So um, we're going to start pushing the word out about that one soon. Very nice, man. Very nice. Indeed. Uh, we talked about the, the figure we can't get anymore. (laughs) So, uh, you guys need to write into Danny. Say you need to open up a few more of those uh, action figure spots. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask because because he said you know he limited me to ten, but I'm gonna say, hey man, they sold out. I, let me get let me get ten more. Let me get five more. Let me see what we can do. Because um, I feel like they would sell. You know, you see the those ten are already gone. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like we could sell five five more maybe. And um, maybe change it up a bit so those first ten are like exclusive ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. A little little change. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Put some blood on the sword. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Ah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good idea. I'm going to have to take that, Alfonso. I'm taking that. We're going to get the one with, with, with the blood on the sword and some blood yep. dripping on the card or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that would be I think that'd be dope. Yeah. yeah that, that's pretty sick, Alfonso. <laughs> that's a good idea right there. I like yeah. it. <laughs> uh, sketch cover. Are you doing the sketch? I am. I am. I, um, nice. I'm doing. I'm offering ten of those. I, I started doing um, sketch covers on TikTok um, earlier this year, and um, it's been going pretty good. Like I've sold five or five or six of them on there. You know, just me streaming, doing the art on them and stuff like that. And uh, you know, that was the last one that I sent out. So I decided to offer them on the TikTok, only on Kickstarter too. Nice, nice. Uh, sort of a side note for me, man. I I love your social media presence that you include your family. You know, um, that's yeah, just impressive, they, man. They don't they don't like it all the time, but you know, <laughs> what they gonna do? I'm I'm dead. You can't, you can't tell me no. Can't tell me no. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because my son always tells me, No, nah, I'm shy, I don't want to be on camera. I'm like, just take the picture. Yeah, I'm shy too. Like I that's why I, I try to tell my kids all the time, like uh, I 
me and Morgan talk about it all the time. If social media, if we didn't have to use social media to get the word out about these comics, I wouldn't be on it as much, of course. Right. Because, you know, social media can be draining. It's really a, a second job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I have fun with it. You know, I, I try to, you know, include the family. You know, my, my youngest daughter, she likes to do little dances and stuff. So, you know, she's like, hey, let's do this as a TikTok. And I'm like, sure, let's do it. You know, um, yeah. I'll, I'll get up and dance. Otherwise, I'm not dancing on TikTok. I'm I'm not doing that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, if, if the baby girl wants to, you know, she sees something that she has, will have fun doing, I'll, you know, I'll do it with her. And then, you know, I want to show off, you know, the kids are the kids do art. And, um, you know, my wife has a hair salon and stuff. So, you know, why not? Uh, why not put that stuff out there? Absolutely, man. So let's uh, take a look. What's the fourth wall universe bundle? What do you got yeah. with that? So um, those are the other that that's, uh, of course, all seven Ace Blade comics. Um, but then you get the the rest of the the other four, uh, the other seven comic books in our in our universe also. So that'll be Lumberjacks one through three. You'll get um, both King Supreme um, comic books and um, and Harlem. So um, that's the that's the the ultimate bundle right there. Pretty nice. Uh, let's see here. So you got your graded books? Yeah, we got some graded books. So we um, for that one we offer. We're going to offer both um, Ace Blade number one graded, so they'll get, basically get an option. If you want to get a graded one, it'll either be CGC or CVCS. And, um, you know, we we send the books in. We'll go to a comic book convention, sign them, and send them in to be graded. And uh, you can either get Ace Blade number one or Ace Blade number seven, you know, depending on which one you want. Right. Uh, so are is everyone involved in one and seven going to sign that? Just me. Just me for the um for this tier. I couldn't get it. I can't. There's, it's again. That's one of those things that you you have to to schedule people being in the same place at the same time, right, and right. um, you know, it's it's crazy. The logistics of that would be crazy. But hopefully, um, with um, Ace Blade number eight, we will be able to do that because myself, Jamal, um, are are here in the same place. So I mean, myself, William, and Jamal, who are all in North Carolina, I will okay, be able to okay. offer that for for Ace Blade number eight, getting all three of us to to sign it and get them graded nice very nice so uh all the gear including those shoes i keep talking about yeah. everything uh so tell me a little bit about the 250 tier yeah that's um that's that's all the gear man like you like i said you get the the shoes the the uh, the cream ones as i like to call them the <laughs> the ace blade cream ones uh you get that hat you get both t-shirts um the t-shirt that michael watson did on on chat and draw the other night you know we wanted to find a way to include that so you get both of those t-shirts and of course you get the comic books. Very nice, man. Very nice indeed. And it looks like the final level here is a big eyeball. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's, that's all of everything. So that's everything. Uh, I don't know if y'all seen, what was it? Um, everywhere, every, everything, everywhere, all at once. The, the donut, uh, <laughs> the donut in the end. Um, I was like, Hey, this is, this is the bundle where you get everything. You know, uh, you pay $500, you get all the comics, you get all the, the behind the scenes you get all the merch um and then we're, we're just gonna throw everything in, in the box and send it to you you know so um you know in the past we've, we've been fortunate enough to have you know people want some everything that we had and we wanted to have a, a bundle available for that too that's pretty cool man i mean you know obviously for a person who's a super fan does it does that include in the bundle the uh cgc graded comic book yes Yep, absolutely. Uh, see, that's that's a good deal, you know. So that's an excellent man. I like that, hundred percent. So, 
I feel like Ace Blade's really exciting, and the thing that I like about it is, to your point, it's not your average, you know, superhero. Got my powers through, you know, radiation or something like that. Where do you see Ace Blade going? Um, do you have the end of the story in mind? And do you have any ideas to move it over maybe into uh, live action, anything like that? Um, <laughs> yes, the answer is yes to all of that. So we uh, <laughs> I already know um, where Ace Blade's story ends. Um now, how many issues we do that in is is absolutely up to however you know how long we can make these comic books, um, but we got a, a crazy ending in mind um, for Ace Blade and um, and some of the other characters. I'll just say that. And um, but yeah, we we my wife actually made a an Ace Blade costume um, this past this past couple weeks ago, and uh, we got somebody to to come in and try it on. Um, I started. I'm gonna start posting those pictures soon, but um, we're we're gearing up for to do some some live action stuff. So um, it might not be you know super fancy. X Play doesn't have any superpowers, so it might not be too CGC. I mean, it's too too CGI heavy. Um, but we just want to be able to tell a pretty cool story, and um, you know, and do it in different mediums to kind of kind of show what it could be. You know, so um, we got some ideas, and um, you know, we're gearing up to do that uh, early next year. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Looking at the Ace Blade, uh, just trying to look. You're, you said you're seventy five percent funding right now, correct? Uh, just about. Yeah, I think we're uh, okay. just about seventy four, seventy five percent right now. So okay. trying to get to the trying to get to the hundred percent here uh, right. before the end of the hopefully before the end of the week. But we got a, a comic book convention this weekend that we're really going to be pushing at also. So um, you know, hopefully we can cross the line uh, before the end of the week. Okay. And do you find going to conventions, things of that nature helps you out as far as getting more people interested in the Kickstarter? It is, it's up and down, really. Um, I think it gives me a reason to talk to people and it gives me an opportunity to talk to people about the Kickstarter. So, of course, the more people that hear about it, the more likely, you know, you'll, there, there'll be people who, who pledge to it. But um, I think the, the, the analytics I've seen is like if you talk to a thousand people, only 80 only 80 are going to actually do the thing. You know, you might get right. seven to 8%, you know, who are, who hear about it to do it. So I feel like is the more people that see it, the more people that interact with Ace Blade and the more people I tell is on Kickstarter, you know, the better. So if I can get, you know, a thousand people over the weekend and tell them then maybe I will get, you know, maybe I'll get 80, 80 more people to jump in. But, um, you know, I, I'll be happy to just sit there and talk about comics for the whole weekend either way. Yeah. Oh, do you do you uh, find comic book conventions to be a little exhausting, or do you find them to be sort of energizing? Yeah, uh, exhausting. I mean, there it's not that they're exhausting; it's that it's work. It's really work um, when you're there trying to sell, you know, comics to people and tell them about your your story. And um, it's like doing a it's like doing a, a whole podcast interview in two minutes. The two minutes that I have to to talk to uh, you know somebody that's walking by. I either got to give them decide to give them the backstory. I got to pitch them the comics or I got to try to, you know, sell it, sell it to them, you know, or or tell them about the Kickstarter, you know, make that decision and then, you know, captivate them right then and there. And then, um, yeah, it can be it can be very uh, exhausting. But I think it's just because it's actually work to do. It's work to do it if you're not naturally good. at. It. I'm not a I'm not a salesman by any means. Uh, so so I kind of have to um, get outside of my cup and my um, comfort zone. 
I love talking about comics, but I would I would honestly rather talk about Spider-Man that I know people are already, you know, I know people are connected through watching 30 years of Spider-Man than having to introduce them to something else. It's easier to have a conversation about the X-Men or, or Dragon Ball Z um, because we already share those connections. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do it, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've uh, sold T-shirts and, you know, Joe's been right there with me selling T-shirts at mm -hmm. comic book conventions before. And, you know, I was wondering if it was just sort of something Joe and I experienced or if it was overall, you know, it's you, you're passionate about your trade. Mm -hmm. But trying to convince people that they should be passionate about their tra right. about your trade, you know, it can be very challenging, especially when you have the same conversation like a hundred yeah. times, you know, yeah. in like two hours. And yeah. of that hundred times, one person's like, uh, "Let me get that sticker," you yeah, know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Oh yeah, let me get that that pin that you got right there." <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, but the thing is, man, and the thing I respect is you continue to pump out product, you know, and when you're talking to us right now, you know, you're just passionate about it. And I, I really appreciate and respect that. Oh yeah. All the time. I don't, and it's not that like it's, it's never tiring to talk about ace play, but like you said, if you, when you get to that 80th, 90th person, you know, you're not, you're not getting the feedback that you want. Like it can be, it can be a daunting task, but, mm -hmm. um, and of course it's easier to sell. Like if I have, you know, Batman and Superman on my table is going to be easier to sell. But, um, you know, starting with these independent characters um, is tough. But now that we have not just Ace Blade, but we got King Supreme, who's like this, you know, galaxy spanning superhero who flies and blows up stars and all this stuff. And then we got Lumberjacks, who is, you know, who is kind of a Punisher type who has these superpowers. But you mess you mess with him. He's going to mess you up. And then we got Harlem, who we just came out with, who is, um, you know, who has a story about being resurrected and she has superpowers now and doesn't you know, like it's more of a mystery of how this this thing happened to her. You know, it's easier because we have something. I feel like we got something that everybody could like, you know. Right. Um, and then we got more stuff coming, you know, for for manga readers, people who love manga. We got stuff that, you know, might that you might enjoy. We got, like you said, um, action figures and shoes now and, and T-shirts. So um usually if somebody comes to our booth now and we have everything they'll see something they like awesome so one one question that did come to mind is you know some people when they write a comic book or they make characters they're thinking like hey this is just going to be i don't care who reads it other people they want to make sure that it's family friendly it's accessible for all levels of the family so two yeah. questions number one when you created ace blade were you thinking that you wanted to create a book that the entire family could read and number two is ace blade intended to be a role model mm, that's tough um <laughs> um i'd say yes to the first one we Ace Blade specifically is the one that has the most general appeal, I'd say. You know, young kids can 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 read Ace Blade. Um, you know, adults can find, you know, they can relate to the themes of greed in it. And then young adults, like there's enough drama and action in there for them to to be interested in well as well. So um, I'd, I'd say Ace Blade kind of has the most appeal. But um, as far as a role model, I would say. I would say he would like to, I'd say Ace Blade would like to be a role model, but he knows that he's a flawed person. You know, he knows that 
you know, his obsession with being the best. He, you know, Terrell Durham just wants to prove that he's the best fighter in the world. He will, will take on any fight because he wants to prove that he can overcome it. And, um, you know, that's not always a winning attitude. Um, so, uh, you know, he doesn't instill that. And even in the comics, he, um, this character doesn't instill those traits in his students. He says, listen, I'm giving you these skills to be able to protect yourself because it's tough in the world. I want you to be able to go out and succeed and, and not back down from any fight, but don't, don't do what I did. <laughs> don't, you know, take it to the extremes. And, you know, uh, he's not telling the kids that he's putting on a costume and fighting every night, but you know, he's, cautioning them against where it can lead them so um yes and no to the second one okay okay that would be an alfonso answer that's why he unmuted unmuted his mic that's how he answers everything <laughs> go ahead alfonso a little bit of this a little bit of that <laughs> no uh you know when, when you when you're creating all these characters i mean you know sometimes they they kind of lend themselves to people you know it was ace blade um his personality is it based on anybody you know yourself or um, I say a little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, <laughs> so it's a, um, you know, my dad, um, my dad and my mom are, you know, were the huge driving forces. Um, my, my father was in prison for the first eight years of my life. And when he came back, he wasn't the same person that my mom, you know, fell in love with, I guess. But um, them, them two being able to um, be patient and kind to each other. You know, taught me that, you know, there's more important things than, you know, that the society around you can't really determine what you do. You know, if everybody is telling you, hey, do this one thing, but you believe in doing doing the thing that you believe is right. You know, that that kind of is the the better way to go about it from what I've seen. Um, so, you know, just that that part of, of their story, you know, gave that to me. But then, you know, meeting my wife, um, the same thing, you know, she's a she's never been the one to to want to work for another person she doesn't she doesn't want to you know she's had a few jobs but she's like ah listen i don't like having a boss i want to i want to do my own thing i want to make my own path and um you know ace blade is definitely that he's a he's a listen i i believe in a in a thing and listen until until somebody proves me wrong this is this is what i believe and that's what i'm that's what i'm going for so um a, a little bit a little bit of everybody uh, around me there for sure that's special, man. I really appreciate you sharing that. That was cool. Yeah, very cool. So, Danny, as we round the corner on this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast, I know that you are touching, like, every form of social media. So where can people see you, see Ace Blade, see your other books? Absolutely. Um, the best place to find us, of course, is our website, fourthwallpros.com. But if you want to uh, check out some of the crazy stuff I do on social media, just follow at the Ace Blade on all the social media platforms. That's TikTok. There it is. You see, there we go. That's a TikTok. That's uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all of them. So, absolutely. Very cool, man. Well, thank you very much for uh, being with us today, Danny. And everything you do is definitely, in my opinion, it's it's what indie writers and indie creators should be doing, man. I mean, it's oh, you're just you. not you're not confining yourself to one thing and I, I really like that man Thank this you. concludes this episode of the nerd world order broadcast so until next time ladies gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order i am nwo we are nwo marriage redefined booyah <laughs>